Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, this is uh, Dr. Jason Carthen. I am privileged and excited to be with you today. We're going to have another amazing show, but... You know, I always consider it just a a great opportunity to interact with so many people. People send me messages during the week. I get tweets, different things like that, that really talk about the value that we're adding to them. And today is not going to be any different. Today's title is Why Developing Your Personal Brand Provides a Pathway for Your Success. You know, building your company or personal brand offers the best pathway to achieving your goals. And in today's highly competitive organizational and entrepreneurial landscape, The opportunity to differentiate yourself is highly coveted in order to achieve success. As a company or business owner, how are you leveraging your brand for success? On today's show, we have a personal branding expert, Brian Hart, who will be sharing some of his final points of branding. But before we get to that, just want to remind everybody that we always have personal development tools at jasoncarthen.com. I'd love for you to navigate there and Take full advantage of that. It's so important to just make sure you're growing every day. Each one of us are in a state of becoming. None of us have arrived. So if you uh, go to jasoncarthen.com, I have some free leadership success videos there for you. Also, my online courses for you as well. There's a lot of things that you can really up your game in. So now, without further ado, I want to just say a couple of brief things about Brian Hart. Brian Hart is the founder and president of Flackable, a modern alternative to the traditional public relations agency that predominantly serves the finance industry. He knew financial services firms demanded more than the press and content machine model that many aging agencies were clinging to. He felt they needed a strategic partner to thrust them into the new media age with a custom dynamic approach that delivers bottom line results. At Flackable, they don't just ask their clients what they want. Instead, they share with them what they need, all the while developing their brand visibility and digital footprint and emboldening them with superior communications counsel and coaching. Brian, welcome to the show today. How are you, brother? Dr. Jason, great to be here and uh, enjoying some beautiful weather here in Pennsylvania. Good, good, good. Well, hey, I'll tell you what, we, we had a little bit of rain to start today, but I am really enjoying this warmth. I, I will take that any day <laughs> yes, absolutely. over all the cold. Well, Brian, you are a very dynamic person, and I'm glad that we get a chance to share you today with uh, many of our listeners. I had a chance to do some research on you, and, man, you are doing a lot. Can you tell us uh, some of the things that you're doing right now? I mean, what, what's been going on? What have you been doing? Oh, yeah. Sure. So it's actually a very exciting time for me right now. I'm getting ready to celebrate the one-year anniversary of my agency, Flackable. Um, I bootstrapped this thing a year ago, um, had no startup cash or anything to get this thing going. All I had was a vision of an alternative to the traditional public relations model. And so I up and quit my job. I launched the LLC, signed my first client the day after that, and 
um, it's really been a fun ride ever since. Wow. Brian, I tell you what, man, I absolutely love that. You took a risk, and I tell people <laughs> all the time, you know what, it's going to take courage for you to achieve your goals and your vision. As a matter of fact, I think I just put a post about that out on my blog maybe a week ago. But the reality is it may cost you something, but if you're going to follow a vision, there are going to be lonely times, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a certain modicum of success that you're going to experience if you take that risk. So I just applaud you for that. And I, I you know what? I can't believe you had a client the very next day. <laughs> what did you do, man? I mean, did you already have them lined up or what? Well, you know, that works very well into our conversation today about personal branding. And, uh, you know, I can get a little bit into a little later on in our conversation, you know, how I went about um, leveraging LinkedIn and, really um, getting a lot of my business opportunities directly from developing this personal brand, mainly on LinkedIn, Twitter, but also other digital platforms. Excellent. Excellent. And absolutely. I think that people are really going to want to hear that because, you know, myself included, I see a lot of people on, say, for example, LinkedIn, and they'll have all these uh, connections, but then you don't see any sort of uh, content or you don't see a pathway to how they're making linkages after the LinkedIn uh, request has been made. So I definitely want to hear from you and maybe some of our listeners as well. You are broadcasting out to close to 200,000 people, brother. So this is good stuff, and I'm sure they're going to learn some things from you today. Now, one of the things that I want to ask you, Brian, just to kind of get the ball rolling here, I have said it a few times. You've said it a few times. We keep throwing around the term personal branding, and it gets thrown around quite a bit these days. But what exactly does it encompass, or what does it mean? Educate us briefly about that so people have a greater understanding. Well, that's a great question because it does get thrown around all the time, and a lot of times when it's used, it doesn't have a whole lot of meat behind it. So I think defining that before we jump into the conversation is a great way to go about it. And you know, it, what it really comes down to is your public identity. I mean, that is your personal brand, and it's typically used in the context of your professional identity. Um, so when I talk about personal branding, I'm talking about really marketing yourself um, to achieve various goals in your career, and it, the personal brand really needs to be beyond just who you are, what you do. I mean, you need to tell people why you get up in the morning and what inspires you. That's how you're going to build a powerful pers personal brand, and that's how you're going to you know, kind of be a magnet towards positivity and, and some of these professional opportunities that can come about as a result of taking a proactive personal brand. Mm, that's good stuff right there. Now, a couple of things I always like to just jot notes. When you said beyond who you are and what you do, why you get up in the morning, Give me a few more words around why there's a certain level of importance that people need to understand should be applied to your purpose, why you're getting up in the morning, and then also that personal branding piece. Why are those two connected? Why are they important to have an understanding of? Yeah, so, you know, whatever you do with your career, you know, let's just use, let's say you're, you're an accountant um, and you really want to build your career. Well, there's lots of accountants in, in your market, I'm sure, who are competing for the same prospective clients as you. But if you can really get them to buy into your vision and differentiate yourself from the competition with a powerful personal brand, the results that come from it are remarkable. And, I mean, I've seen this in my personal experiences. 
I see it with all the clients that I work with. I, I mean, there really are tangible business results that can come from taking that approach of, of inspiring others and, and not just trying to go out and market. I mean, you know, the consumers of today, they don't want to be sold to. I mean, we're well beyond that. You've got to change your prospecting methods these days. And the way that you're going to win clients now is by educating them and entertaining them through uh, various digital platforms. Mm, I like that. Educating and entertaining them. And, you know, I just have to pause here and kind of hang out here for a second because the reality is it is not business as usual anymore. When I go into some of these uh, very uh, well-established firms and companies, I tell them that, the way we used to do things, really, it doesn't exist anymore. And you just touched on that. People want relationship. They want the ability to be engaged by you. And, and even when you say entertain, to a certain degree, that there's a lot of truth to that. And it is no longer status quo. So, you know, I love that you are making the distinction there that it's more than just showing up at work and just thinking that you're going to press the same buttons and get the same results. At the end of the day, we have to do more to win uh, some of those prospects and actually have them transition and be onboarded as clients at that point. So, Brian, you know, when we start thinking about personal brand, you are walking, breathing. You bootstrapped this thing a year ago, and, and I want you to start thinking about this whole title. I want to hear a little bit more about the thought process of Flackable and <laughs> where that came from. I know it has to be a story behind it, but tell me a little bit how – you know, your personal brand has helped you in your business. It's been a game changer. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that more than half of my new business leads originate on either LinkedIn or Twitter. And, I mean, even before I launched Blackable, I had attracted jobs and job offers um, you know, as a direct result of developing a quality, robust presence on social media. Um, and, you know, I actually had the opportunity to go back and speak at my alma mater, Temple University, a few weeks ago, and great experience. I love getting back on campus and, and meeting some of these students face-to-face, who I do interact with quite a bit on social media. Um, but I started talking about just some of the basic functions of LinkedIn to this crowd, and they seemed puzzled. So I had to pause and ask, wait, you, you guys are on LinkedIn, right? Uh, can I see a show of hands? Only two or three hands went up in the whole classroom. Oh, wow. And I, my jaw dropped. And I, I paused everything. I paused the conversation at that point. And I said, you guys have got to, got to, got to get on LinkedIn. I mean, a lot of employers out there, most of them really these days, do utilize LinkedIn to some degree as a recruiting tool. And if you're not on the platform and active, you're invisible to, to, these, to these potential employers. And in a couple of years, you're going to be out there competing against other qualified applicants. And by being proactive now and developing that personal brand, you're going to give yourself an edge over them. I've seen it in my career. I mean, this is real stuff that people need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's so true. And, you know, I can't really say it's relegated to just young people. I mean, so many people don't understand just the, the crucial need to be on something like LinkedIn and just be active because so many things are being written these days. It's so important to make sure your voice is being heard and then also to demonstrate your level of expertise, you know, (laughs) so you can track things. You're putting content out there. And I tell people all the time, if you're trying to develop a personal brand or your platform, you must be a purveyor of content. You must be putting things together 
so people can see what you're capable of. And then also you're demonstrating that you're on the cutting edge, you're paying attention in that way. So your advice to them uh, was very appropriate. And we're going to be transitioning here in just a little bit, taking a commercial break. But one of the one of the things that I wanted to figure out, you know, with you, you have taken the risk. Uh, you have Flackable. It's going forward. Great things are taking place. And you're educating others. How are you staying sharp? How do you stay sharp doing what you're doing on the PR side? Well, you've always got to learn. I, I, you know, I, I, I eat up books, custom right, and it's so important because this thing's constantly evolving. I mean, personal branding right now is not what it was even just a couple of years ago. So, you, I mean, different things, you know, one of the big ones now is LinkedIn's publishing platform. Mm-hmm. That didn't exist a couple of years ago, um, but it's huge now. They're pumping out, the last I read, 50,000 50, posts a week, I believe. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. But, I mean, that's huge. And with that particular platform, I know you touched on the importance of content. I mean, with that, you're reaching, you're directly reaching a lot of your target audiences. I mean, you're most likely connected to business associates, clients, prospective clients. Every time you post that, you're pumping out content to them and getting them engaged with what you're doing. So, you know, it's my job as, as a PR guy to always be focused on these new trends, following data and how we can incorporate that in what we do. And one of the really dirty words in my business is paid advertising. <laughs> PR people do not like to talk about about paid advertising. Yeah. But it's going to become a factor. I mean, I'm seeing it already. You know, we saw it with Facebook. The Facebook model has moved over to more of an advertising platform. And I'm starting to see LinkedIn and Twitter follow, following suit as well. And we have to be forward-thinking and be prepared for that and adapt our models to some of these trends as they come about. Yeah. And see, Brian, I, I think that is something that when you have your pulse on what's taking place in the environment, that part is crucial. I don't think it's a bad thing. I know it's not something that we're used to with the paid advertising piece. But you've seen some people build such a huge following through it that it's important. It needs to be at least given a little bit of credence. Hey, everybody, we are on the line talking with Brian Hart. He is the president and founder of Flackable, and we're talking about why developing your personal brand provides a pathway for your success. And I tell you what, this young man is doing some great things. Stay tuned with us. We'll be back here in a second. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and you are listening to Discover the Leader in You. Before we transition to go to break, you know, we were talking, Brian Hart is here with us, and we were talking about just the ideas of really leveraging not only paid advertising, but leveraging those things that are not paid. I mean, things still like Facebook and LinkedIn. And, Brian, one of the things that I guess I'd I'd love to hear from you, you know, sort of off the beaten path here, but if someone wanted to leverage LinkedIn a little bit better, what would that look like? What would the first initial thing be that they would have to do? Good question. And, you know, each of these social media um, platforms, while they all have certain similarities, um, they also have their own complete, you know, cultures and ways of finding success with them. And for LinkedIn, engagement is the key. And I say this to my clients. I preach this all day, every day. 
want to get people excited about your brand, and this goes beyond just the personal brand. I mean, this this really um, plays into a company's brand. Your employees need to be your biggest advocates online. If they're not getting excited about what you're doing, nobody else is going to be. Yes. So, so I, I you know, stress that with my clients. It's huge. You've got to get your employees excited and engaged that you're doing online and on the content you're putting out. Well, I tell you what, now, we're going to step on some toes here, Brian, but what if the employees are not excited? <laughs> what if they have some, what if they have some organizational issues going on? And I know this is not your background or your expertise, but when you have someone that's on your team, they're on your, what the young folks like to say, they're on your squad, <laughs> you know, how do you get them excited? Is, is there something where you just say to them, Hey, we're getting ready to do a launch. And I need you to get excited. Make sure you're pubbing this thing up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. How would you go about getting them excited about that, Brian? It, you know, it can be a challenge. And, you know, again, I work with mostly financial services companies. So when I'm talking about getting engagement within a public relations agency where my employees are all online and very active just due to the nature of what we do for a living, it's a little bit easier for me within my own company to spark it as opposed to a financial services business where you'll have, you know, workers who might not even know initially how to, how to like something on LinkedIn. You know, yes. some of the very basic functions of it, they might have an account, they might not have an account. Um, but then they just don't get, oftentimes, um, you know, just don't understand how to do it or the importance of doing it. So education is huge. Yes. I mean, it's got to start with education. That You've is... got to get everybody on board with why it's important, how you go about doing some of these, um, you know, fairly simple functions. Um, and it's a, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. That's um, not so but, true. But the results are very real. Yes, and that is so true. And great response, too, Brian. I know I had you pivoting there, and that was good because the reality is, you know, we all need to continue to be educated. If you get to a place of complacency in your work or building your brand, then that's going to be problematic, and your response is dead on. Now, for those people that may not be on LinkedIn, for those people that uh, may not be active on Twitter, um, I guess one of the first things they'll want to do is just get started, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, and getting started, um, the very first thing, you want to build your profile and you want to build a complete profile because oftentimes I'll see people will build a profile but they won't put a picture up there mm. or there's really no content to it. And honestly, if, if you're going to put it out there like that, it's really telling people that you don't care. Right. And it, it's almost better to not have one at all than yeah. to have an inactive profile or or one that's incomplete or or, you know, in any ways, you know, not a, a good reflection of who you are as a professional. So the very foundation of it is getting that profile built. And if, if you're a first-timer and you don't know what you're doing, get help. You know, you can call somebody like me, call a friend, call a relative. Um, you know, get the guidance that you need to really go about it and, and do it the right way. Because, you know, just as, as much as a good personal brand can help your career, a bad one can can really hurt it and hold you back. Yeah, and Brian, that is, wow, that's some great advice. And I want to touch on that here in a second. But one of the things that I want to ask you, and you brought it up, I think it was great that you shared this. If people want to get in contact with you, Brian, how would they do it? I mean, tell us, 
Tell us your website. Tell us your Twitter handle, LinkedIn. Just give us a little bit of background information if people wanted to get in contact with Brian Hart of Flackable. Well, I tweet all the time. So you, you will have a very easy time finding me on there. I'm at Brian Hart PR. Um, I also encourage people to email me, especially people who are trying to you know, establish a personal brand or maybe you have a company brand that you're trying to get out there. I love talking to other professionals, learning what they're doing on the marketing side, um, and particularly with financial professionals because that is my focus. Um, I'm always happy to explore ways that we can help them build up their brand the best way that they can. And so the best way to get me on email is brian at blackable.com. Um, and, you know, again, I love chatting on the phone. I love meeting people face-to-face so I can. This summer I've got a big road show planned. So I'll be uh, all over the country, and, uh, you know, at each stop I do want to visit with with different people who um, might have branding needs, uh, particularly in the financial services industry, uh, so we can explore ways to get their brand out there and start seeing some real tangible business results. Excellent. And see, you know, for our listeners, this is not something that happens all the time. Brian is saying that you reach out to him directly. And if you, he's authentic. If you go to his website, he has that all on there. I want to hear from you. Send me a note. Call me. I want to talk to you personally. That is something that has really gone by the wayside in today's society in terms of technology and relationships. And it's something that I shared, uh, really when I was introducing him that He's gotten away from the status quo. He wants to really strategically partner with you and fill in the blanks to help you get to where you want to be. So, you know, Brian, I appreciate that authentic response. Make sure you keep doing that, man. That's It's so important because sometimes people really don't know the pathway to success. And if someone like you can come alongside them, especially in the PR arena, and help them to do that, it's really just a good thing. And hopefully you'll continue to do that. So, Brian, let me ask you this now. What does a strong personal brand typically look like? Because you mentioned it before I segued there. Some people can have a bad brand. (laughs) There's some things out there that are not good. And personally, I've been on LinkedIn, and I've seen that, you know, someone will send me a request to connect, and they don't have a picture, they don't have a bio. And I think to myself, well, you know, where's the value add of the connection at that point? So typically, what does a strong personal brand look like? Right. You you want to get on social media and you want to be active to do it the right way. And I know we talked a lot about how you go about doing that. So once that's established, you want to take it to the next level. And taking it to the next level is establishing yourself as an industry thought leader. And with technology these days, it's easier than ever to go about and do it if you have the right guidance and know what you're doing. Blogging is huge. And I know I touched on LinkedIn's publishing platform. That's a great way to, to develop a following and to pump out new original content, um, you know, not to mention the SEO boost that comes with getting digital content out there. So that's big. And then also, and, and this is a big part of my business, there's traditional media relations still has such a big role. Um, and that's, you know, being sought to by reporters in your industry and, and, and beyond, um, you know, as an expert on different topics as they come out. And once you once you get that type of third party credibility from being a trusted source to the media, then you can utilize your social media channels that you already have developed to leverage that. And you know that was one of the main reasons why I developed Blackpool because I saw when I looked at a lot of the other financial PR agencies out there, 
they were these pressing content machine models where they did a great job of getting their people quoted in Wall Street Journal and getting them on CNBC and doing the whole media show. But, you know, that was just the prize for them. And once once they got that media hit, they were on to the next one. When I get that media hit for my clients, that's not by any means the end game. We need to leverage that thing. We need to funnel that to their audiences. That's where you actually see the real business impact. And I hope some of my competitors, you know, start getting the picture and come around because that's where that's where the business is going. I mean, that's how you engage audiences these days, and that's how you actually get real business results from all of these things on the PRN that we do. Well, you know, one of the things I'll say to you, let's let's hope those competitors don't get it too soon because I want to see you be <laughs> successful. I want to see you continue to move forward. And we're going to transition here. We've got probably about a minute and a half here. And one of the things, I'm going to put you on the spot because one of the things that you did there, you talked about three things, establishing yourself as a thought leader. You talked about having an SEO rise at that point. And then you talked about third-party credibility. One of the things that I want to ask you before we transition, each one of those three things really deal with a client's sustainability. How important is sustainability for your clients? you got about 30 seconds. Well, it's huge. Uh, you know, you want, you just need to be out in the public. Um, there, there's an Oscar Wilde quote, um, the only thing worse than being talked about is not being talked about. And it's so true in my business. Um, yes. You need to constantly be out there because if you're not out there telling your story, your competitors are, are going to be the ones out there telling your story for you. Nice. All right, everybody. Hey, this is Dr. Jason Carthen. You are listening to Discover the Leader in You. And Brian Hart just dropped a nugget there. And make sure you stay tuned with us. We'll be back here shortly. Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen. Welcome back to Discover the Leader in You. And we are talking about the whole idea of why developing your personal brand provides a pathway for your success. And we really cannot overstate that. At the end of the day, you want to make sure you're growing and developing that personal brand, not only for you individually, but also for your organization. And the best way to do that, Brian Hart is telling us, is to be intentional with it to get started. And so, Brian, let me ask you this. Before we segue to break, you had shared with us that, uh, I believe it was a quote by Oscar Wilde that shares that it is better to be talked about than not talked about at all. Now, can you unpack the importance of just making sure that people have an understanding of who you are, you're building credibility? How important is that sort of thing? We're talking about branding. It's so important. And especially, again, I'm focused in the financial services industry. And that's a very highly regulated industry. So um, sometimes it's hard to really go out there and get your message and especially to be able to get some credibility and leverage it. Um, But what media relations does, and when I say media relations, I'm talking about both the traditional media um, but then also digital media. And once you start pumping out a steady stream of that, it helps you to, to earn and develop that, that third-party credibility um, that's so crucial to your brand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, it's so good that you were able to share the, the difference there between traditional 
and digital media. Now, if someone wanted to be, I don't know, tapped on the shoulder for one of those uh, interviews, I watch a lot of CNN. <laughs> so, if and they have the experts come on and they share, what what would they need to do to be recognized to be brought on the show like that or to lend their expertise? What would need to take place? Well, I, I, oftentimes they'll call a person like me um, to, to help facilitate those relationships. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a relationship builder. Um, you know, there's two sides that I really serve. There's the client side, and these are the people who are great at what they do, some of the best at what they do. They're the experts in the industry, and they obviously want to get their voices heard and get out there. On the other side, we, we have the media who is always looking for new story ideas and and new experts to comment and, and give them a new flavor to some of the stories that are going on at, at, at the time. So I'm the liaison in the middle that helps to facilitate those relationships. And I love being in the, the business of relationships because I get to meet so so many fascinating people. You know, this week I'll, I'll be in New York City meeting with some reporters face-to-face, continuing to develop those relationships. And it, it just makes for, for such a much more enjoyable way of going about business when you are focused on relationships first. Excellent. All right. Well, everybody, you heard that right here first. If you want to be tapped on the shoulder for some of these uh, opportunities, you need to reach out to Brian. He's ready for you. He wants you to uh, give him a call. And, Brian, again, if they want to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Yes. Twitter is a great way to get in contact with me, and I'm at Brian Hart PR. Um, I will warn you, you'll have to put up with some of my silly sports rants from time to time. But uh, I I love going on there and connecting with professionals and and talking about branding, marketing, and a lot of the other business goals that are on people's minds. And then another great way to get a hold of me is just shoot me an email. Um, I love interacting with people, learning about their business models and about their marketing goals. And to do that, um, you can reach out to me at brian at blackable.com. Excellent. Excellent. And you know what? I don't think people would mind the sports rants. I mean, this is uh we're broadcasting from Cleveland, home of the Browns, home of the Cavaliers. So they may have a few rants to give back to you at the end of the day. <laughs> OK, so, Brian, after you have started to build your online profiles, how can you leverage them to advance your career? I mean, what what steps you've built them out? They're fully developed. You're at 100 percent on LinkedIn. What do they need to do now to leverage them to advance their careers? Well, I think this comes back to relationships. And you need to be a person on there. People do not want to be sold to. They don't want a spammy presence. If all that you're participating with these is one-way communication, just pumping yourself out there and whatnot, your audiences aren't going to be receptive to that. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to do business with people. And you need to be your own person on, on these and show some personality. And that's why, you know what, I don't feel bad getting into my Philly sports rants because it shows a side of my personality that I think is important. And it's important for people to know that there really is a person behind that profile. Yeah, and that's good. I like the way you shared that when you said it can't be a one-way conversation. But now I have to chime in here because when I talk about sales, I, I go all over the country. I give these uh, talks at sales meetings to really help you know, the the employees to improve their sales, at some point you are going to have to ask <laughs> at some point. So what, where's the balance in uh, sharing your, your product or your opportunity 
with the idea of, well, let's just be relational, let's connect. Where is the balance in all of that? Because at some point you, you have to ask, you have to sell. I love that you asked that question because I actually have an article coming out this week um, about that very topic, and, and that one's actually focused on Twitter. Um, but it really relates to all of the social media platforms. And here's how I advise my clients. You want to start conversations. You want to build relationships. Um, but once you've built up that relationship, um, what you really want to do is take the conversation to a more personal level. And oftentimes that will be a phone call or a face-to-face meeting. Once you get them off social media and, and elevate the relationship to a phone call or a face-to-face meeting, that's when you can begin the sales process. If you start it too early, if you're tweeting somebody trying to sell something to them, a lot of times they're going to shut you down and you're never able to build that relationship. I mean, social media gives us such a powerful tool where we can avoid this cold call altogether. I mean, an act as simple as liking or retweeting something that someone puts out there is communication. It creates a level of familiarity between the person who's got a product to sell and their potential customer. And that's so powerful if you know how to use it. I mean, with my career, I use it not only for new business, and again, more than half of my new business comes from online interactions that I elevate to to a phone conversation or a face-to-face meeting that eventually turns into business. Um, So it's it's just, it it opens the door to so many new opportunities, and I think it's very much underutilized right now. And that's why I've got this article coming out this week, um, you know, walking people through it. And social selling is a big part of my business, coaching people through that process. And it's going to continue to be because the opportunity is there, and there just aren't a whole lot of people who know how to tap into it. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's really, it's previously untapped. I mean, many people, when you think about the idea of social selling, there's probably a couple of different schools of thought with that. I mean, what you described there, when you talked about building the relationship and then possibly transitioning it to maybe a phone call or face-to-face, that sounds good, you know, but sometimes people get on there and they, they may get on the whole social media piece for different reasons, and they don't want to deepen uh, that conversation. So I guess I would I would even ask you, because you really said something, when you said eliminate the cold call, for many people that strikes a, a chord of fear <laughs> in their hearts when you say cold call. I got to call somebody and, and try and uh, create a sale. What with this article, and I know it's coming out this week, and you have to let us know where it's going to be posted at. Is it going to be on Twitter or LinkedIn or something like that? I'll, I'll share it through my blog. Oh, okay. Oh, great. All right. So if with this. It'll be pushed out through, through, a, through a partner blog as well. Excellent. Excellent. So if this is, and maybe I'll link to it from my site as well. But with that being the case, people need to know that there is a pathway to actually deepening that relationship to possibly eliminating a cold call. I don't think it'll always, it's probably not going to die away, but improving upon building that relationship so you don't have to rely so heavily on a cold call for success. I am looking forward to seeing this article. And can you give us kind of a sneak preview, just what, some of the things you've already shared about deepening the relationship and and that sort of thing? Or is it under wraps until it comes out? Oh, no, absolutely. No, I can absolutely get into it. I mean, this is stuff that I preach all the time with clients and because it is so important. And some of the main things that I really want to focus on is 
that that element of building relationships. I mean, when when you're interacting with an account, you have to realize there's a person behind that account. Right. Um, so you're again, you don't just want to be broadcasting messages out there. You want to make sure that you're pinpointing them to specific people as well. And, and that's what a lot of that helps you do. So when we're looking at just Twitter, there's a lot of different ways to interact with new people. Following a person is communication, and that's such an important concept to understand. When you follow someone on Twitter, they're going to get a little notification from you that you follow them. At that point, they can decide to follow you back. They can decide to maybe follow you back and send you a thank you message. And at that point, they're getting the conversation started with you. There's a lot of different ways that these, these little interactions can, can come about. But from there, I mean, at that point, once there's a direct exchange between the two parties, that's the beginning of a relationship. And it's all about nurturing that relationship then from that point on. And I always tell people, listen, don't try to just throw the sail in right, right when you start that communication. Right. Strengthen that relationship and that familiarity first. It's going to go such a long way for you. So, I mean, with my business, too, and, and this is a little bit off of the social selling, but this is just building relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm networking with reporters all the time, and I tell my PR colleagues this all the time. You've got to be active on Twitter because you know who's on Twitter? All of these reporters that we're reaching out to every day. So it blows my mind that there's still some late adopters in the PR industry, actually quite a few late adopters in the PR industry, believe it or not, um, who just aren't utilizing Twitter to build relationships with reporters. And it blows my mind because when when their stories come out, they're putting these things out there. And they really do appreciate when you retweet their articles and when you comment on them. And when you get the conversation started, so it's such a powerful tool to build these relationships. Yeah. Job seekers have, have another way that they can use it too. I mean, job seekers can interact with recruiters and HR professionals and business owners at a level that previously really wasn't available. Yeah, and um, I so think, look- Brian, one of the things, and we're going to transition here, one of the things that we, we always have to remember, just because we have not utilized it before does not make it a bad thing. We're going to pick this part of the conversation back up when we transition back in. We're talking to Brian Hart, everybody, of Flackable. He's the president and founder, and he is sharing some wisdom with us. Stay tuned. everybody i am back this is dr jason carthen and you know another shout out to my guy derek in the control room he keeps us moving forward keeps us fresh with some great things coming in from there hey we just want to share with you that brian has been sharing some great things with us today the topic of today's show is why developing your personal brand provides a pathway for your success and before we went to break you know brian was sharing with us that he is actually going to be releasing an article this week that really pinpoints or navigates how you can deepen your relationship, uh, not only utilizing a platform of things like Twitter and LinkedIn, but really moving away from the traditional school of thought when we talk about building relationships. And, you know, Brian, I just want to applaud you for that, for really thinking differently about things and leveraging what is made available to us now, not only in terms of traditional media, but digital media and really helping some people get their messaging out there 
to really solidify their personal brand. I applaud you for that. Make sure you keep that going, okay? Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, how do you maintain, now, for some people that may be transitioning, how do you maintain your personal brand during a maybe a career change? What does that look like? Well, you know, I, I wrote an article about that last year, and a career change is a huge opportunity to really reignite that personal brand. Um, or establish one for the first time if, if you're somebody who, who hasn't paid a whole lot of attention to it in the past. So, I, I mean, there's a few things that you want to do in that type of situation. Um, you want to certainly start that conversation with your new employer and let them know that you'll be updating your, your LinkedIn profile. You have to look at their social media policy because some of them, particularly, again, I focus on financial services. There are regulations and, and different things that you have to keep in mind. And beyond that, the companies will have their own policies that are going to be in place. So you want to make sure you're not running afoul of anything when you're setting this up, too. Right, uh, right. That's, that's certainly counterproductive. Um, but once you coordinate that and, and you know what you can do, what you should do, um, then you want to get it out there, too. Um, if you are a more of a veteran, um, a, a well-established professional who's going to be a little bit in the spotlight, You'll want to talk to their public relations strategist or marketing strategist and find out how you can contribute to those efforts. Um, they might want you to utilize you as, as a, a source for, for different uh, media opportunities. And you want to let them know what you're comfortable about talking about, what your experience level's like, and if, if needed, get the training you'll need to be prepared for some of those opportunities. Mm, yeah, that part. We really sort of need to stick a pin in it there because many people think, well, hey, I've been doing it the same way for so long. And, Brian, if I hear you correctly, you're saying, hey, no, I mean, you should always be improving those skills, get that training, you know, because the personal branding is not – it may not change a lot, but there are some subtle nuances that need to take place as you're growing and developing, correct? That's exactly right. A personal brand should not be just a static one-time thing. And this, it's a very dynamic uh, concept when you think about personal branding, and it needs to constantly evolve with your growth as a professional and with some of the digital platforms that are out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you, when you talk about the digital platforms that are out there now, now, Brian, we do know this. Many things are changing, even in that arena. I've heard something coming down the pike about Google Plus maybe transitioning, and it's going to be a little different. Uh, it's not sustainable. I don't know <laughs> if there's any credence to that, but it speaks to what you just described. You need to make sure that you're growing and you're developing, and you can sort of roll with some of the different things that are taking place and that are made available to you in that way. Now, Brian, we have to pause here for a second. You know, everyone knows each week, you know, I have a special part to the show, and you know what that means. That's right. It's time for Dr. Carthen's Corner. Each week I feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity, and destiny-focused leadership. And, you know, this week I want to feature the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative Celebrity Golf Classic. It's going to be taking place on July 24th, and it's going to be a great day. They are sure to have some of the uh, Cleveland Indians, the Browns, the 49ers, Chiefs, so many different professional sports teams. Some of the guys are going to be there to sign autographs. There are going to be giveaways. That's going to be taking place on July 24th at Glen Eagles 
golf course. I know they're going to be teeing off at 9 a.m. We're going to continue to keep you abreast of what's going on with that. The Leaders of Tomorrow initiative, they actually provide scholarships to disadvantaged youth through programs and then training and different things like that. And I know for a fact that they are graduating another two seniors this year. And that is such an awesome, awesome testimonial. When you think about some of the challenges, when you hear some of these young people that will say, you know what, I would not have been able to go to school without this scholarship. And they just want to thank the Leaders of Tomorrow initiative. So if you want to be a part of that golf classic with uh, some of the NFL, NBA guys, we'd love to have you there. Make sure you go to thelotinitiative.org if you want to sponsor, be a part of that. We'll continue to keep this in front of you. Uh, give us a call if you want more information about it as well. But we definitely want you to continue to be a part and come out and support and be with the guys and some of the players as well. As a reminder, if you would like your company or business featured on Discover the Leader in You, send a note to radio at jasoncarthen.com and tell us why you think you or your company should be featured on Discover the Leader in You. And, Brian, hey, we might want to have Flackable out there uh, on the golf course uh, representing. How does that sound to you? I I need to work on my golf <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I I, I golf, but I am by no means a golfer. <laughs> but you know what, Brian? I love that authenticity that you have there. So many people will say, you know what? I, I go out there. I'm not a golfer. But it's exactly what we've been talking about today. It's about relationship. When you have a chance to be on the golf course, and especially for a great cause like the Leaders of Tomorrow Initiative or any uh, uh, opportunity to share and give back in a civic way, it's good to build relationships with like-minded individuals. So I want to keep on uh, twisting your arm on that one, but we'd love to have you out there on that day. Brian, uh, we only have a few minutes left here, and one of the things you know that I really want to hear your heart about, how do you think personal branding is going to change over the next few years? You know, because – Technology continues to grow, and, you know, I really, we only have maybe two or three minutes left here. How do you think it's going to change, and what do we need to do to be intentional in our growth? Well, it's going to change a lot, and, and we've seen it just over the past couple of years, you know, how much it's changed. I think Google will continue to dictate a lot of what we do on the marketing side and, and PR side, uh, and, and also our social media strategies. Uh, I mean, just over the past couple of years, Google has really pushed us to towards more vanilla SEO strategy. Mm-hmm. And SEO is so important with personal branding because people need to be able to find you. And oftentimes when you develop a new business relationship, they're going to Google you. So Google holds a lot of power, and they're going to continue holding a lot of power. Um, you know, touching on that subject, I, I think we need to find ways to utilize big data when it comes to personal branding, too. And that means increased metrics and whatnot. Now, a lot of that's very high-level stuff that, you know, somebody like me is completely in the weeds of. Um, but Travers person might not be as focused on that. Some of the things that, that somebody who's, who's not, you know, who just doesn't have the time to commit to that or they don't have a strategist like me part, that they're partnered with, um, I think what you're going to want to do is continue focusing on putting out digital content. It's going to be ever more important. A lot of that ties into what, what Google's been doing. Um, but getting yourself out there and building that digital footprint is very important. Um, so that's going to be very important going forward. Um, and really, you've just got to continue staying educated as these as these changes come about because there's going to continue being changes. Um, 
it's just fascinating to see how far we've come from a technology standpoint. And we've got to be ready for anything because um, who knows in five years what type of new technology is going to be out there that you can utilize for personal branding that just doesn't exist right now. Absolutely. You know, I really love that you shared that. And we're getting ready to wrap up here. But just just to sort of put a bow on this and, and wrap it up here, you talked about strategy really with SEO and everyone, that's search engine optimization. That's really fancy word. Make sure you get content out there. That's one of the things you have to remember. And you need to have a strategy for that. Hey, and make sure you remain educated. Hey, everybody, you have been listening to Brian Hart and Dr. Jason Carthen. We've been talking about why developing your personal brand provides a pathway for your success. Make sure you tune in again to us. We're going to continue to equip you and give you the things that you need to be successful, whether in an organization or as an entrepreneur. We appreciate each and every one of you. Until the next time we come together, make sure you are living your destiny on purpose every day. This has been Dr. Jason Carthen. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.